The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. I bet somebody ain't come in here and screamed in 30 years. But they used to. They used to. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check your flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! We're going to turn this down! Yes! Woo! The 2004 win is one of my favorites, man. Tell me something. God, I want to see some donuts. The first truck to ever pace the 500, Chevy Silverado. I remember coming into this victory lane. I can't believe this. <laughs> this is better than the first one. This is a Chevrolet experience. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Mike Davis. Mike, we are we are not at the at the Bojangle studio. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, so um, luckily for us, um, obviously with the Daytona 500 right around the corner, uh, we are in Daytona, and um, we got a special treat for uh, for ourselves and everyone listening today. Uh, we're going to, uh, we're here in, uh, I guess we'll call this the Chevy studio. The Chevrolet Experience Center. Am I close? Yeah. Jim Campbell's giving us the nod, so that's, so that's, that's what we need. This is a really unique spot in the infield um of daytona this was where uh victory lane used to be where i actually celebrated uh my 2004 win so um you know and this is where dad pulled his car into victory lane when he won in 1998 so chevrolet has kind of taken over this space it's really cool they have a great display uh over the years um for the fans to come out and see some really cool cars sitting out here uh so i guess uh you know if you're you're in Daytona for the Daytona 500. It's absolutely something you want to check out. And um, we've done this before. We've came here and, and, and recorded a podcast in the past. Uh, we're going to do it again today. Yeah. We've got some great guests coming on board. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson yeah. is going to come in here. Yeah, uh, he's going to be in the Daytona 500. Obviously, Chad Ganaus is going to join him. See, these guys, Chevrolet invited us to come do this show. Uh, they had a big announcement this past week. Uh, they've unveiled a car. They're doing this Garage 56 program, which, you know, I don't know how much you know about Garage 56, but we've got the guys coming in to ask all of our questions. I'm sure our listeners are going to want to know about it. I'm going to want to know about it. So we've got the car right behind us. Um, Jimmy and Chad are – Jimmy's one of the three drivers. Chad's, been, you know, running point on this project for Hendrick Motorsports. I'm excited to ask them about this thing because it's uh, they're going to go to Lamar, race this thing. I don't know. Has Jimmy even been to Lamar? I have no idea, but we'll ask him. We'll ask him. He got us here this early. It's 8.30 in the morning. Only Jimmy Johnson can, has the kind of pull to get us here uh, doing a podcast at 8.30 in the morning. So we might as well just go ahead and put him in the hot seat and grill him. What do you think? Well, I think we definitely got a lot of questions about the car. I know they've been testing the car, and I, you know, there is a uh, an excitement around the idea of getting NASCAR and the Cup car closer to the uh, you know the <clears throat> the potential of running an endurance race, right? Every, we, you know, when the Daytona 24 Hours happens every year, I, I, I'm, I'm, I instigate the conversation, or someone else does, about whether NASCAR Cup cars could run an endurance race, right? And whether one day maybe that's like kind of the next frontier for, for our, uh, you know, for NASCAR and our Cup level, uh, Cup level cars and 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 owners and drivers is to somehow find a way to incorporate them into 
a six, a 12, or even a 24-hour event. Right, you thought the 600 was a long race. Yeah. So now you're going to have, now that you're not full-time, you just yeah. go ahead and send them into it's a It's not a new conversation. It's, it's not. not. Okay. No, it's not a new <laughs> conversation. And there's people that, you know, there's people, there's, uh, you know, Doug Yates believes that the motors would be able to do it. Uh, but then there's the naysayers. There's people that say, no, no, the cars don't have lights, couldn't do this. This is the reason why it couldn't happen. This is the reason why it couldn't happen. But anyways, this this right here is, uh, the, you know, the 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 plan to take this car to to Lamar gets them closer gets they're going to learn oh, so yeah. much through this experience uh what will it take you know to have to maybe find a way to get our cup series schedule that's my hope right is that well, I know there's a lot of objectives at play here and there's a lot of things that you know obviously uh the, a lot of boxes that want to get checked here but my hope is that this somehow influences NASCAR to find a way to get on this, you know, to become either part of a 24-hour event or incorporate an endurance race into our own season. Right. And so that would be really fascinating for me as to how that might work. Well, this Camaro Z01 behind us is uh, the step in that direction. I know that there's a lot of technology going into this. I'll be curious to ask Jimmy and Chad, what are the differences between this Gen 7 car and uh, the, the, the one that we – so we'll see it, yeah. you know, Daytona, and then the one that's going to go race at Le Mans. I think that there are some, you know, looking at just a spec sheet, there's some, you know, there's some changes that we, we want to ask them about, but there is, there's a lot that's the same. There is a lot of oh, yeah. components on this car that are the same components they race on Sunday in the Cup Series, uh, which is what you would hope. You know, you don't want the cha car to change so much that it's no longer comparable, right? Right. It, it is very, very similar Obviously, there are some things that have to change to uh, to give the car the ability to go out there and compete in an endurance race. I think that would be an incredible, incredibly fun challenge. Yeah. Right? Um, you, know, you know, a lot of these teams that are going to go run, whether it's Daytona, whether it's Le Mans, uh, Sebring, wherever it might be, you're going to take a car that belongs to a class. You're going to, you know – all of the things that you know about this class that you're going to run in, all the things you're going to do this car, they're tried and true, right? You, you've got teams that have experience to lean on, knowledge from other races. This is really taking something completely new and uh, what a risk it is, right? That, right. That, that the car can go and withstand everything that it's going to go through. Uh, and to me, that's what motorsports is all about. I, I, you know, the, <clears throat> the quote that used to, they used to say, uh, you know, when they, were, when they were teeing up an event, a test of man and machine. Yep. That, that line right there is what motorsports is about, right? Testing people, right? And testing the equipment. The event, uh, you know, is, is a true test of machine. Right. Right, and no event is more of a test than Le Mans, and so you're taking something that hasn't raced, hasn't been on a racetrack, hasn't performed under those conditions, and you've got to hope that all the engineering and all the planning and all the thought process that went into this is going to work. Right, right, and this thing's going to stay together for the drivers. That's going to be interesting, fascinating to watch. It's a collaborative effort. It's a massive 
effort. Uh, you've got NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, Goodyear, everybody contributing to this thing. Chevrolet. I asked the question, why Chevrolet? And, and the fact of the matter is Chevrolet's got a deep history at Le Mans, right? You know, with Corvette racing, Cadillac racing is even um, uh, back at Le Mans. So they've got 20 years of experience at Le Mans, success at Le Mans. This is the group that needs to be doing this. Yeah. And Chad Gittenhouse and Jimmy Johnson, I can't, I can't wait to get them in there. In fact, you want to just go ahead and bring Jimmy in? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's bring Jimmy Johnson in. This guy's done well for his, uh, for his life and his career. Let's see. Here he is. Legacy Motors, the Legacy Motor Club guy. Here he is. <laughs> What's up, bud? What's up, pal? Good morning. How are you? Good to see you guys. Good morning. So thanks for coming, Jimmy. Thanks, uh, buddy. I know it's, uh, you got a long day. What's, what's going on today? Um, I haven't even really looked at my calendar very well, very closely. I know that I'm here first. Um, You're going to be busy. Though. I just woke up. I hope, hope everybody can see it. All of but it was a late up. night last night with the truck, truck race and all that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't make it to the end of the truck race. No? No. I had me and Amy and Isla were in the bus, and none of us – uh, um, I was going to watch the last 40 laps, and Amy said, no. You're going to turn that off. I was going to <laughs> she and he's not here. I wish she I was. was. I wish she would have <laughs> shut me down. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. We're at the racetrack. Um, so, uh, anyhow, yeah, it is an early morning. We want to thank you for giving us a little bit of time because we are so excited to talk about the, the experience of not only um, the, the car behind us uh, going to Le Mans. We have so many questions about that. We know sure. you've been behind the wheel of the car. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about your experience this weekend, how that's going back in a cup car, back yeah. in the cup, you know, back in the cup garage. Um, let's talk about that first uh, briefly. Does it, does it feel exactly the same? Is it, is even in the short period of time you're away, has it evolved and changed a little bit, moved beyond what it was? Uh, how, how seamless was it for you to come back? It, it, the bulk of it is still the same. That, that was the nice thing about it. From the, the laps I had in Phoenix, it still is a stock car. Like once it loads up and gets in the turn, um, you feel the mass, you feel the downforce level, it's still a stock car. But you know, there are many nuances that are different. And I think that last little bit uh, to put yourself in the top 15, top 10, top five, you know, just incrementally gets more difficult and more specialized. And it, it, it is different. Um, here at Daytona, I was really surprised how familiar it felt. Like really? once you got it into high, got it into high gear, because there's five gears now. Mm -hmm. um, it was really, really similar. The draft is a little bit different in where you position the car, but you know the goofy thing off of turn four that happens with the wrong wind direction that was still there. Um, getting to pit roads a little bit better with the brakes on the car now, and you can get stopped a little easier. But it's still the same dash and light strategy that uh, that I had two years ago. Um, so it was nice to have so many things that were familiar and, uh, and, and stop thinking like the last two years in IndyCar, everything was new. And the whole time I was trying to think through every step that I needed to make. And it's nice to be back into a car where I can just relax on my experience and, and really just focus on the part of driving. So one of the things that I feel like would be in t uh, terribly challenging is the low profile tire, the, the, the sensations you get from that tire, where the limit is, how quickly it might slip how to handle all that. Yeah. You've been r racing on those tires the last couple of years in IndyCar. Is there similarities in, in that uh, that actually you can pull from your experience in IndyCar with that type of tire? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That yaw window or slip window is, is much smaller. I'd say it's probably 50% smaller than it was. And then also the new gen or next gen car has less side force and certainly doesn't pick up side force in yaw. 
so once it steps out, it starts to move quickly. Hmm. Uh, but it's slower than the Indy car stepping out. I was good for that first year. I was good for four or five cautions a session. I, mean, I was backwards the whole time. So. Oh, and then you can't start it yourself. You got to wait for somebody to come save your butt and yeah. start the car up and send you off. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Okay, so how nervous were you qualifying uh, for this race? I was extremely nervous. We we didn't get the radio completely sorted out when I left pit lane. Um, so I go up through the gears and hit my marks and I pull it into fifth gear and the RPM is so low because of the drag on the next gen car. I thought a spark plug wire fell off. Mm -hmm. So I had no clue how it was going and it felt really slow and uh, I couldn't talk to anyone. And, and when I came around on the pylon to look to see where we were, the pylon was like in a, on a commercial page or something. So I didn't know where I was just freaking out. So yep. then I finally saw my crew and they were very happy. So I knew I was good. That's the thing, man. You'll, uh, You'll cross the finish line. This happens all the time. You'll cross the finish line. Even when their crew can talk to you, they're all looking at their stopwatches, looking at their tablets and all that stuff, and nobody's telling you what Nothing. you ran, right? Yep. You're coming around going, well, I wonder if that was good enough. How you was know? it, boys? How was it? Yeah. Somebody tell <laughs> me where we are, right? Are we on the pole last? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the driver. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> Why well, is that? Why don't they tell you guys anymore? I'm, they just assume I'm always, we they're, they're in away their by that. Yeah. They're in their moment, high-fiving each other, and they just think the driver automatically knows, and assume, we have no clue. You have yeah. no clue. No clue. They assume that we all uh, we have some gut feeling. Right. right? Like, like, I know yeah. I laid one down right there. Yeah. And, and that's where know. I was so thrown off because of the RPM change. Um, I, I felt like it was awful. Like, I had yeah. no clue that it was a good lap. So um, <laughs> you hadn't had any practice here in Daytona. Um would you have wanted an hour, 30 minutes? I would. I mean, I, I get why we don't. Um, but, yeah, of course, yeah. especially the situation I was in. Now, if I was driving the 48 car at Hendricks still, no chance. I, yeah. I'd love it just as it is. Yeah, because they had, yeah. Yeah. You can let everybody catch up to you. Um, <laughs> so, with a little bit of time now, you're going to be able to get back on the track, a little bit of practice before yep. uh, the race Yep, one starts. more practice. What is the objective now that, you you know, you're in, you've ran your qualifying race. What are the things that you uh, – hope to get to work on in this practice this practice we're, we're going to try to get some more single car speed out of it i think we're going to do a handful of single car runs and see if we can speed the car up uh, last night it drove really really well and todd gord it's been interesting to work with todd because and we've raced against him all these years and at penske you know there's a, a type of car that we think that they build in the way that they drive and the cars push really well and receive a push very well and they handle very well uh, so that that is the case you know Todd is very focused on that and coming from Hendrick we were so worried about speed we, we wanted to create our own uh, opportunities to pass and had fast cars so uh, we've spent a lot of time uh, focused on on handling and last night it really paid off uh, I had a great driving car hooked up with Chase uh, the pushing is much like it's always been how you're able to link up and push someone it's not, uh, it's not as comfortable into the corners or into the trioval as, as one would like, but you can certainly pick up some lap time. And our, our car did that really well, and we ended up top of the, top of the board. But uh, I, I do feel like when I pull out and try to clear someone and take a spot, that, uh, that I just kind of stall out a little too quick. So yeah. with that in mind, we're going to do some single car runs today and see if we can get a little speed in it. Cool. What's a, what, what do you want to walk away from uh, on Sunday? What's, what will have you smiling? Winning? Well, that, obviously, crazy winning the race. No, it's not crazy to think. <laughs> I think that, you know, obviously you and your experience, um, that puts you in a in a great position just because, you know, a lot of guys, um, Denny Hamlin said it best this week, you'll luck into one, but you won't look into two. You won't yeah. look into three. Um, 
you had the the ability, the knowledge, everything that you need in in terms of the mental attitude to start to race and everything and get going. But um, what you know, outside of a win, what is going to make you happy? I'm going to take a page out of uh, your book and what you used to tell the team. You just wanted to be in that photo at the start yeah. finish line. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great way to put it. Yeah. Which you know, just being in the race, being around quality racing, quality passes, um, no mistakes, and just having a shot on that last lap. And obviously, with stage racing and the fact that cars are pushing, um, you anybody might be caught up in something out of their own doing. Yeah. Uh, just just how it is. So trying to survive, but I, I feel like. You can't ride in the second pack with this car. You have to stay attached to the to the main pack. Otherwise, you're going to get dropped and be laps down. So uh, this car really does require one to race. And if that's the case, you know, you want to be closer to the front of the field to miss the stuff. Yeah. So uh, that, that's really our plan, unfortunately. And I still don't understand how this works out. But finished 14th in the duel, and I'm going to start uh, 39th. Yeah. I was confused by this. We, no one can yeah, give me an answer. Half the website said had you start in 29th. The other half said had you start in 39th. You finished 14th in the duel, but they got you starting 39th. What's that all about? I have no clue. I still hope it's a typo, but yeah. I, I'm understanding that it's not. So there's some layer in this that I, I don't quite understand. I mean, Connor Daly starting five spots in front of you. I can I, promise you he didn't do better in his duel than, than you I did know. in yours. <laughs> yeah. Cars that I passed that were lapsed down in my duel were right. starting in front of me. So. I don't know. That, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. I even went to Bob Pockrass because I had to get you got to explain this to me. He's like, well, these guys had to go get in on he time. He had an answer, though? He did. You want to okay. hear it? Yeah. He even sent me screen. He sent me the rule book. Then I believe it. <laughs> don't you yeah. wish we could go <laughs> If Bob said it's true, I believe book, it. He said. Book like, like a wiki page. <laughs> that would like, be nice. Man, let's just change this rule right now. Yeah. Let's get on our He said Jimmy <laughs> wasn't top driver at duel and got his spot on speed, so he starts 39th. The last row is the two drivers who got in on speed. Everyone else is where they finished in their duel, to which I said, well, then why did Jimmy have to race in the duel then? If, he, if you knew he was yeah. going to start in the back. I, I heard think. something that if I didn't race in the duel, I, oh, no, no, that wouldn't have worked out. I think it had something to do with where Zane, Zane finished ahead of me in our race okay. that sent it into this mode. Uh -huh. Yeah, Dale, this is had what you, you know, finished ahead. Had you been the first uncharted guy, car, uncharted. I think I would have had You'd my have spot. held your spot. Correct. Interesting. I know. You go, go change that with NASCAR. Silly, you, silly you can thing, do it. Man. Yeah. You can do I it. Do you can do it. I don't love the way all that fun, you know, plays out. I, I'm, I'm with you. I wish it was much simpler. Yeah. You know, but um, <clears throat> anyhow, it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about um, one of the things, though. Uh, does it does – it, have you thought about the fact that, like, you don't have to – you mentioned the stages, right? You don't have to worry about where you're going to finish in a stage. A lot of guys may feel some pressure about, oh, I, got, I need a stage point. I'm in 12th. Maybe I could do this or that and the other and get me a couple points at the end of this stage. You don't have any concerns right. over that at all. Does that – you know, I miss uh, – I miss being able to, like, drop the green and what do I need to do to get to the checkered? Never have – I never had to, you know, worry about where I was at stage one or two. And now all of the drivers in the field, that, that's a factor into yeah. their day. Yeah, that's a concern and something that takes their kind of, you know, focus off of the ultimate prize where you don't have to worry about that. Is that kind of a nice bit of relief? It is. And even when I had to worry about stage points, I was terrible at getting them. Me so too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, glad that I don't have to worry about I it. I never won a stage. In the one year that we raced for stage, <laughs> for stage wins, I never got one of those I green. I think I got one. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I got one in the Xfinity race, and I have it boxed up and mounted in my house. <laughs> My only stage win in my career. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, because I believe that, that that's, an, you know, that's something that where you can take advantage in terms of how you how you pit the race, the strategy you call. You don't need to, 
you know, put yourself in a situation to try to gain those points, and that could be an advantage down the road with Todd. I'm sure he's thinking about that. And, yeah. and as the strategy changes throughout the race, that could play in your hands. Let's talk about Garage 56. Um, when did you hear uh, about this idea, or when did you get the call, I say, about maybe possibly being a driver for the car? Um, I think I was in early conversations and understanding the project, and as it was coming along, um, I've been very fortunate to be able to help develop the car before the driver lineup uh, was announced. Um, driving at Action Express over the last few years in their IMSA program, um, I was able to hear a few rumblings of what was coming on, of course, the long relationship I've had with Chevrolet. Uh, so very thankful to be considered from the beginning and to understand the development of the program, uh, be a part of the development of the program. Um, then obviously Mike Rockefeller, his, uh, we've shared a car through Action Express in the IMSA series, and Mike has been you know, kind of the cornerstone from the driver's side in developing the car. Um, so it's, it's been a, an amazing experience, um, one that I'm truly excited for and, and uh, look forward to representing you know, all the partners um, so proudly and, and showing um, France and all the, the motorsports world what, what one of these cars are capable of. Yeah. If, if anybody out there just doesn't know what we're talking about when it's Garage 56, in layman's terms, how do you describe that to somebody that needs to know? So from the way I, I haven't read the exact classification of it, but um, at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, you have all the categories that we, we know of, but they have an additional category uh, for a car that uh, kind of a new technology car, um, something that hasn't been seen or done, something that they approve, and they only allow one car in the field to do so. Um, so, of course, uh, NASCAR and everyone have, has been through the steps to present the car and the project to um, to the folks in, in Lamar and they've accepted. Um, and I don't know if we formally have the invite yet, but we're, we're <laughs> feeling coming. like it's coming. We, we feel good uh, about it, don't we? <laughs> but you know, obviously, the, the the project started. The car development has happened. I think we're. Um, uh, I think we have four cars now in, in the pipeline that have been developed. Um, original one that Action had, then I think for Hendricks Building Three. Of course, we need to take a backup car over there. The way that it works in NASCAR. Um, so it's just been been amazing to watch this thing grow and turn into what it has. And we leave here after the 500 and head to Sebring to do our 24-hour simulation test. Oh, that's so. All right. So there's four cars that get built total. Yes. And one will be the you know the final version. And then there'll be a backup car. What happens? What are the other two? Are there just older versions that 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 are outdated and obsolete? Yeah, I think so. Especially as as the uh, you know through the chain of building each car, I think the final two will be be the same. But um, we didn't have a rule book to necessarily follow, but we certainly want the DNA of a NASCAR vehicle to head over there. Um, you know the. NASCAR vehicle versus a GT car, it goes down the straightaway really, really well. Um, the cornering with the amount of downforce and how light the GT cars are, um, you know, that's that's where we wanted to make sure that um, we had some performance and could be on pace with those folks. Yeah. So, uh, literally, the fuel cell location in this car is in a different place to help uh, with with balance and the longevity of the car over over a stint. Uh, it's more centered in the race car. Uh, this car has been put on a huge diet, so it's you know hundreds of pounds yeah. lighter than a, a traditional NASCAR vehicle, and then the amount of downforce it has, um, you know, it, it's significantly more around around double the downforce, which uh, has made it extremely fun to uh, corner in in on the brakes too. It has carbon fiber brakes, so I would say it's much closer to an Indy car and what I've experienced the last few years in Indy car sports car racing than uh, than a NASCAR vehicle. What are the uh, limitations? 
like what you can't do were, were there was there anything that y'all wanted to do the car where they're like nah you can't you're not allowed to have that or no that's kind of been the beauty of it They've, and it's been hard for us to uh, recognize that at times because you think you have to go through templates or not templates anymore but you go through the the Hawkeye machine or all the different details that uh, that you have to worry about but but you don't uh, it's really just been I think our our efforts of keeping the NASCAR DNA in the vehicle. Uh, something that's very important to Chevrolet, to NASCAR, to everybody involved. I mean, it really needs to be a NASCAR vehicle heading over there. What do you think the objective, what's, if there's, if you put one objective at the very top of this, what is the main objective for Chevrolet, for NASCAR? I know you guys want to go and finish the race, have a great experience, uh, but what is like the overall reaching goal for this? Yeah, I, I truly feel like a certain level of performance and going the distance. Um, I do feel like with the pace we've seen, we'll be in the mix with the GT cars, which I think will impress many. Um, but the, I think the ultimate goal is to really make the 24 hours clean, safe, you yeah. know, no no issues, and to really show that um, you know, we've been able to, to go around the clock with the rest of the field. Do you think that this is um, a one-off deal, or is it something that develops into something more? I don't know what the long-term plan is, but... You, you know, haven't asked that question? I have not, no. Yeah. I, I disagree. I bet he has. I know he you has. You know, when you <laughs> announced your ending in the that might have that answer. Yeah. I don't, I don't wait, wait, to have wait, it, Listen, <laughs> you came on our show a few years ago and said you were thinking about, you know, you, you'll figure out retirement. And then, like, a week later, he announced his retirement from NASCAR. Then in the IndyCar, he announces retirement and says, you know, I'm thinking about Lamar probably. Maybe I'll do something like that. And then we're like, of course he – and now we're lining it all up. You are well ahead. You're just playing like, you know, playing cool about it. What have you, For myself, I know what I'm up to. You've got your next five Lamar already booked. You've got them all booked out. You've got them scheduled. I bet. No, I'd love to do five five trips to Lamar. It would be amazing, but um, <laughs> I don't right. have I don't have that part baked out yet. But you know, I think the car itself, you know, it, it really, um, you know, I, I don't see how how we build many more of these. It is a very specialized vehicle for the race at Lamar. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm probably going to be incorrect, and maybe there's a category next year. These cars. There's a guy named Chad Knauss. Chad Knauss can make it happen, right? Like he can build these things. Yeah, he can. Is he here, by the way? Tell him just to come out. Let's get him out here. You've got to leave in a few minutes. He might have the answer. You've got to leave in a few minutes. He might have the answer. What's up, buddy? Morning. Hey, pal. This must be a big deal. Deals out of business early. Oh, my gosh. You know what? (laughs) You can't escape those jokes, can you? You'll never be able to escape them. This is just like a Hendrick Motorsports meeting, right, back in the days. This is young. Y'all line them up. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I've lost my my little foamy thing. Good morning. We're, tr- we're trying to get Jimmy to just go ahead and admit that he's got his next five, six years of Lamar racing and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and that you've already built all these cars out and that uh, oh. this is the plan. Is that? No, we like to do it at the last minute, you know. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and try to get this done in about a year's time and see what we can make happen. So we, we wait to the last minute. A year sounds like a lot of time until you get in the middle of it and you realize it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Right? Indeed. It goes by fast. It does. So quickly. Talking to Jimmy about the Garage 56 car and everything that, um, he's experienced so far. We were asking about uh, what the what the overall uh, objective is. Now, at, take performance, take the race, <laughs> take the. We know you want to run all the laps, finish, cross yeah. the finish line. Uh, hopefully, error free, uh, have a great race. But what is like the purpose for going and doing this? Yeah, honestly, Dale, it's it's we want to try to really showcase what a NASCAR race car is capable of doing. And, and put that out there in front of the world to see it. Um, I think we have a, a reputation of being a non-technical sport, and uh, F1 is highly technical, which it is. We all understand that. 
But quite honestly, I think people, once they see what we've done with the car, see how we built the car, they're going to realize that the technology in a NASCAR race team is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what they want to do. Just showcasing what our cars are capable of. Yeah, man. That's so what it's all about. What has been the reaction so far to this car? And he's a NASCAR cup guy, but we have yeah. uh, non-NASCAR cup, yeah. cup teammates and so forth. What has been the reaction to the uh, Le Mans world to this car so far? I think it's been overwhelming, yeah, honestly. I, I agree. A lot of positivity. Uh, Jensen, he's, he's a hoot. Jensen, he hopped in the car when we were in Sebring testing a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, this is a proper race car. This thing's awesome, right? And we had all of our engineers there and our, our, our telemetry systems, and the car was all kitted out with uh, with the data acquisition system, and he thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, Rocky's been very supportive, and you know he's been in it since the very initial start, like the grind, man. Like he's He's worked a lot on that car. So I think it's it's been received well. Um, I think when we go over there, it's really going to be interesting to see the performance levels because we 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 don't know. Yeah, Le Mans is such a, a unique track. You know, it's 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 five super long straightaways. Um, you know, so how we get through those straightaways, how we manage the the high speed curves, how we do that there, that's where the true test is going to come into play. Three of the three of the straightaways used to be one. Yeah, <laughs> that's how long the straightaways yeah. are. Have you guys been over there? I have not. Chad's yeah, been a couple times. Twice. A couple times. Yeah. Twice. All right. It's amazing, right? Like, oh, it's not. There's nothing like it. No, it's it's such a unique place. I actually, last year I walked the track, 8.3 miles, wow. and uh, it's it's just amazing. As you're going down the Mulsanne Strait, it's like going down a, a back road uh, in Concord, North Carolina. It's like going down Highway 73 in Concord at night. Just a regular road, small apron, and straight away as long as you can see and you're flying down there so it's really pretty awesome and it's public roads back there until the, the day before test day and then they come in and lay out the guardrails and put up all the barriers and the fences and all that stuff so people are literally driving on that street the day before you start to race and then it transitions into a proper racetrack um, and the front straightaway is just epic it's just stands on both sides and the, the garages and the suites and the cars and the pit crews it's just really really awesome so if you could i don't know if you'd be able to you know officially say but like from the moment you had the first uh, you know version of the car to now about how much if you took those cars to sebring about how much time have you gained <laughs> how much how much uh how much speed have you improved over the over the time that you started with this car We've picked up, I guess, from where we started with this car, I would easily say three seconds of lap time. Mm. Um, I think right now we're probably, we're actually going to be testing with the cup cars in Coda in a couple of weeks with the Wheel Force Transducer cars. So we'll get a good back to back on the performance level from a, a proper cup car to, to our little car we have behind us. What are some of the things? Hold tight, real quick. Yeah. We got to cut Jimmy loose here oh, in a minute, so because oh. yeah, you got a meeting to go to. Yeah, I got a busy morning. Right. Perfect. So, so just I want to make sure that we say that so he can he can have a proper exit yeah. before we <laughs> before we get out of here. You want to let him go now? Well, I want to ask you one question before we let you go. You got Jensen Button and Mike Rockefeller. Yep. As your drivers. Uh, and our coach, Jordan Taylor. <laughs> and your coach, Jordan Taylor. What, what an eclectic group here you have, Chad. Did you see the video he put out last night? I saw it, yes. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. I'm glad Jensen looks far worse what, than what, I do what, what in can that you, situation. Just tell us what we can expect out of this group. Uh, who's good at what? What are your specialties? And then, um, and then you got to go to a meeting. We're all very talented in our own ways. Um, Jordan wins for digital content. Jensen <laughs> is just always got the wit. Um, what would you say about Rocky? 
<laughs> He's a German. <laughs> That's that, right? I mean, it's <laughs> true and true, man. Yeah, it's real. A great balance of directness and this humor. Great. Um, and clearly stands on the gas, and then I'll let other people say what they want to say about me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think we will, actually. We will. But listen, I'm sure you will. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you, guys. I uh, so we'll, appreciate We'll it. go ahead and figure out the rest of the car for you, <laughs> and we'll you. let you know what we decide. Let me know how many chat. years I have on the Le Mans program. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, thank uh, Jimmy Johnson. Thank here. you, everybody. Thank see you, Jamie. <laughs> Good to see you, my man. See you, buddy. Oh, okay. Thank you. Switch seats. And Chad, uh, do you have uh, a hard out here? Or you got a few minutes? You can hang with us. Yeah, you got a couple minutes here. Okay. Thanks. All right. So, have you been? You've been involved in the car from the very beginning. I have. I yeah. have. And yeah. so, what was um, what was probably the the biggest performance upgrade from a traditional Cup car? The weight or carbon uh, brakes? Oh boy, there's downforce. Yeah. What's the one it, thing you bolt on there? It, I, there's not one thing, and I, Dale, you've raced long enough that you understand this. This has been a situation to where we've we've taken the uh, the DNA of the Cup car and said, okay, let's blow this thing apart and, and attack it individually. Um, it's got the composite discs, like you had mentioned, with the brakes. It's got a uh, a NASCAR V8 style block, but then it's got the uh, the ECRE, uh, individual port injection. Um, it's got uh, all the downforce stuff. The underwing on the car produces about twice as much downforce as what we've got on the Cup car. The car in totality is about two times what we race in the Cup series as well. So it's got a tremendous amount of downforce uh, based compared to the car that we're racing right now. Mm -hmm. The weight is a big deal. Um, worked really closely with NASCAR and Delara. And if you look at the, the, the car, it looks like you know, same front clip, similar rear clip, same center section. But if you really start to interrogate it, it's not. You know, the composite interior panels are a lot lighter than the steel. The front clip is is welded with lighter tubing. So there's a lot of stuff like that. I was wondering how y'all were finding uh, ability to remove weight from the car yeah. because, I mean, traditionally the way they build the cup cars, there isn't a ton of lead. And they're, yeah. You know, and you're going to be able to find all that weight you need. Yeah. Are you – just kind of up against the barrier now. I think it's at twenty nine hundred and something pounds. It's it's it's. We're kind of run out of run out of options on where to find ways to take weight off the car. Well, we're probably out of ways to take weight right now, unless we start to eliminate things. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be tough. But we're still working to find some downforce. Greg Ives and I were chatting yesterday, and we found about twenty five pounds more CL that we think we can put on the car, <laughs> which is good. So, <laughs> so we're going to be making some more bits for the car to try to make it a little bit better from a handling standpoint, a little bit more aero, aero efficient. So Greg Ives, you mentioned. That name everybody yeah. knows. Greg is a Cup crew chief for years, and I worked with him. Yeah. Uh, you worked with him as an engineer yeah. when you won championships with Jimmy. Um, what's uh, what's his excitement over uh, working on this program this year? He's really excited about it. Obviously, stepping back from full time crew chiefing, and he still wants to. <clears throat> excuse me. He still wants to race. Mm -hmm. So he's going to work on our Xfinity cars, and he's going to do this project for us. And he was kind of thrust into it. I was like, okay, I'm super busy. I need somebody to to help me out. And so Greg and Ben Wright really stood up, and, and Greg's been, been grinding it out, man. Like, he's doing setups. He's doing simulator time. He's, he's trying to figure out how to manage four, and four drivers for 24 hours and driver stints and all of that. And, and you know drivers. Nobody ever wants the same thing. So every time a driver gets out, this driver wants this bit, and then this driver wants another bit, and Greg's like, "These are a lot of bits," and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> put those bits together, and we'll we'll go racing," you know. So he's he's learning how to navigate that. I've been fortunate enough to be able to do it now for a couple of years on the road sports car side. That's right. So, so I've I've kind of gotten familiar with it. I'm like, look, it'll 
it'll work out. So his eyes were pretty big initially, but he's he's definitely getting his arms around it. Yeah, so he's doing great. Does the sanctioning body, the AOC, is the sanctioning body of this? Uh, the ACO. Or, I'm, yes, there you go. <laughs> yep. Are there rules for this Garage 56 <laughs> there, entry? There are. There are. Uh, they're mainly um, from a, a safety standpoint and a uh, 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 race configuration standpoint, right? So we've got um, a Morelli system in the car, which all the cars over there have, and they kind of let you know what's happening on track, where the safety and the speed zones are, and how to do all of that. All that's got to be put in the car, clearly headlights and taillights. Safety, seat belts. Uh, we have to, if you look at the roof of the car, there's two pins in the roof. We've got to be able to lift the car up with a crane. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's there's a lot of those things that they're mainly focused on. The rest of it is is kind of been open. That sounds like a check and ask dream Man, I'm telling scenario. you, if it, we could have just taken it. If I may say so. It was so. amazing. It okay, was amazing. safety. Right. We, yeah, we all need yeah, rules for, for safety. Sure. But everything else, yeah. is an empty, it's just an open canvas for yeah. you? Are you kidding? <laughs> Hold on. We still had restrictions, right? We wanted to keep the, the Camaro body, you know, which is beautiful, and I think it looks awesome. Uh, we wanted to keep it looking like uh, a NASCAR car, right? So if you look at the uprights, they're basically the same upright, but a little different, right? And if you look at the wheels, they're basically the same wheels, but a little different, right? Like, it, it would take even a good NASCAR guy to look at this car and see the things that are different. Like, we really tried hard to keep the car looking like a proper NASCAR car. Yeah. So what uh, – I have an agenda in my mind. Uh, it's probably <laughs> different than everybody else in the room. Um, so I've always <coughs> wanted uh, there to be some connection between – endurance racing and NASCAR. And I really didn't feel that way until I started coming to the 24 hours of Daytona races the last couple of years. And I was like, well, why can't we figure out a way to either have endurance racing in NASCAR or become some component to the 24 hours of Daytona? And so do you, does, I, I know that that's not the intent of this program, yeah. but does that create that fantasy for in your own mind about, man, you know, how, six-hour event in NASCAR or a, you know, a, a stock car class in the 24 hours of Daytona some year down the road. Does this get us closer? Oh, absolutely. And I think that uh, it, you'd be shocked how many people are saying that. Yeah. You know, we need to get a NASCAR car in the 24 hours of Daytona. And I'm like, let's get through them off first. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I think that endurance racing, I, I didn't really get it, to be honest with you, until Mr. Hendrick asked me to go work with Jimmy on the 24-hour race two years ago with the uh, Action Express Cadillac, and I was blown away. Now, trust me, I was up for 42 hours straight, and I was dog-tired when it was all said and done, but what a neat experience, right? You know, we, we, you talked about uh, the different drivers we have on this program. I showed up at Daytona, and again, I was just doing strategy, and I, I was working with uh, Kamui, Kamui, Kamui Kobayashi from mm -hmm. Japan, Jimmy, Mike Rockefeller and uh, Simon Paginode. So we got French, Japanese, <laughs> <laughs> German, El Cajon, California. And oh, yeah, by the way, the engineer was from uh, Scotland. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on right now, right? I'm just used to you know, NASCAR one on one type yeah. thing. So I think, you know, the diversity that we have in sports car racing and showing this is really growing that idea of, hey, I want to drive a NASCAR. You know, you see Kimi Raikkonen driving uh, last year at Watkins Glen. We saw Rocky drive at Watkins Glen. There's been rumors of other folks coming this year. So what we've got is an amazing product, right? And, mm -hmm. and we all know how close and competitive it is. That's what they want. You know, our car, we don't have a BOP because we do our BOP on the front side. 
and it's it's a different type of of culture. So it's it's a really fun class. Yeah, I think I, I even I think even me uh, I'll be surprised or shocked at how much interest this will create yeah. uh, for NASCAR sure. outside of our little, you know, our little world. I think that this is going to really, I mean, a lot of people will be seeing a stock car for the first time yeah. over in, over in Le Mans. Um, you've been over there to some of those races. Uh, I've heard stories about it. Uh, help us understand. About me? No. Oh, about the race. Like, yeah, that that kind of did. That sound, didn't make it all the way back. Did it did sound like that. <laughs> I knew a thing or two. Um, <laughs> I heard that you know. The, so Le Mans is this old town or small town right, yeah. in in France, and they have kind of like a a, a tech inspection slash parade of yeah. the cars down Main Street. Yeah. Yeah, a week or during the week before the race, it's before an incredible the thing to see. <laughs> it really is. It's it's such a show, and it's really neat. Um, I, I hope NASCAR doesn't hear about it because I don't know if I want to do it every single week. <laughs> we go to, but uh, yeah. So you go through, and uh, shoot, it, it skips me right now. What it's called, June, June, John? What? Scrutineering. There you go. Scrutineering. Scrutineering. That's what they call it. That's what it's called, man. Man, that's amazing. That's what they need to change the NASCAR tech inspection. Scrutineering. scrutineering. Going through scrutineering. Yep, yep. So <laughs> it sounds funny when you say yes. it, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Everything does. <laughs> so what they do is you unload when you get there uh, at the racetrack in Lamont. Remember, everything, everything is shipped over there, especially for us because, you know, the folks in the United States. So you unload these big semi-containers. They go into the garage area. We put up wall boards and get all of our equipment set up. And then shortly thereafterwards, you load your race car, everybody does, onto a flatbed-style truck, drive it down to the middle of Le Mans, you know, and whatever number it is. I don't know exactly how they, they pick the cadence. And the team is there, and the car goes through inspection right there in the middle of Le Mans. It's, it's fenced off, and it's huge fanfare, and the, the folks are there, and they're, you know, drinking wine and yeah. eating cheese and doing the things that they do. Kids running around all over the place. It's amazing. It's magical. It's really During cool. the – is this I'm, – I'm, in my mind, this is <laughs> happening, like, at night, at, like, 10 o'clock at night. It's like – but it, when, is it it's all day there. long? It's all day long. Yeah. Yeah, all day long. And there's and then, how many entries that have to go through this process? Oh, there's 60-something entries. Yeah. So and then, <laughs> and then what they do is later on in the week, they have a huge parade. So they put the drivers in all these cool cars, and they run down through the middle of town, and the drivers are – you know, throwing keychains and whistles yeah. and T-shirts and all that—it's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing. So man. I can't it's imagine. Amazing. I can't imagine what type of reaction this car will get when it goes through that process because it yeah. being—it's—it's it's a unique, you know, special, you know, invite for this race, and it'll—it'll it'll have a spotlight on it like no other. I have to think so. And the other thing that's so unique is like even if you put this car next to the Corvette it dwarfs the Corvette. Like, the Corvette is tiny. This thing's mm -hmm. massive, right? So, and there's, I don't know if there's a car this big in Europe, honestly. So, when this thing shows up, people are going to be like, holy smokes, look at the size of this car. And then when you light it up, man, it's it's going to shake the walls, yeah. right? And it's 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 going to be awesome. So, where are we in the process? I, I think this is the latest iteration of the car, yeah. right? Yeah. Jimmy said there's going to be a total of four. So, have you built the one? Or he must think right? he's getting one. Okay, got yeah. it. So, <laughs> he so. said there's four versions that'll be built. Uh, like, uh, and, well, uh, you know, one, maybe the, he's yeah, kind of not really. Well, not, well no. you tell us. Tell I don't want to. I don't want to say he's completely wrong, but he's not completely right. Basically, we've got we've got number one here. This is uh, G56001. We're in the process of building G56002. 002 is the car that we intend to race mm -hmm. in Le Mans. 
this car will be the backup car. Now, again, we're, we're working through all of this stuff. We're going to test this car uh, next week, Monday and Tuesday in Sebring for 24 hours. We're going to take a one one-hour break um, for lunch on, on Monday afternoon. Then we're going straight to 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. the next day. And will, then, we're, sorry? Will you have all three drivers, obviously? We're going to have all four. four who, all, name all four drivers. So we got Jensen, Rocky, Jimmy, and Jordan, our coach. Okay. Yep. And so, are you going to have <laughs> the digital content creator? Are you going to have the line, it, the way that they run that that test? Is yeah. that is that the planned at this time? That that's the plan. The, the cadence of cadence it? of no, how they'll not, run. No, nope. no, not yet. Uh, what determines all that? I mean, well, it's it's a little different. We want Jordan to run uh, at least one stint at night or a double stint at night just to get his feedback because he's got so much experience at Le Mans and especially with this type of racing mm -hmm. that we feel like it's important to have him do some night running. He's going to run just a little bit during the day, let the other guys drive the majority of the day. When you go over there, the other thing that's a little unique is uh, nighttime is really short. Which oh, is that right? Because of the time of the year. It's kind of like when we're in uh, Michigan or New Hampshire. You know, it, it gets late, really, really late, and the sun comes up really, really early, right? Okay. So we will work on our driver's schedule to try to make sure that the drivers are most comfortable. The guys are most comfortable at night. We want to make sure that they're in the car at night. And the guys that maybe, you know, don't like it as much, we don't want them in there. And another thing, as you know, from your sports car racing is twilight and, and daybreak is really tough. Right, you know, is the sun's, sun's just guys. coming down? Is the sun's just coming up? Right. So we got to make sure that the guys are comfortable in the, those spaces. So, so with a with one car, the only car in one class, what what is qualifying? What is what is all that? Yeah. How do, how do y'all go? Through you know, quite process? honestly, I don't know exactly yeah. how that's all going to shape up right now. You'll just you know? probably go out and do the just go out, make thing. couple laps yeah. and see what happens. And who and I'm who decide? I mean, they're all going to be arguing over who gets to do that. You know. Oh, you mean the drivers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will. <laughs> We're not going to let them argue over. Just tell them. Yeah, they're going to tell them. Will they be arguing gets over who back. gets to start the race? Whoever, go yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoever. Who gets to finish the race? Yeah, I mean, all that stuff's going to yeah, work out. Yeah, they're all going to want to. Well, the thing is, is that you know the thing. Uh, <laughs> it's that's probably the one thing that's this probably is, the toughest. This is what it I'm saying. It ain't the car. From, from it's <laughs> the drivers. Imagine it's that. It's all about emotions, yeah. right? You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But it, and, and again, but they're awesome guys. Sure. They're yeah. awesome. They're some of the classiest drivers I've ever worked with in my life. Um, they all understand and get what we're trying to do, and that's represent our partners with, uh, you know, real style, you know, you know, the Hendrick style and what we do. We want to be on point. We want to go and we want to run. We want people to be impressed with what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a tremendous amount of people working on this from every aspect. Chevrolet, NASCAR, Goodyear, IMSA, you know, I mean, it is, it is really going Full on. We've got about 10 full-time folks working on this project right now, and then everybody else on the company has had their hands in on it, right? And then the NASCAR engineering staff, the Goodyear staff, um, I think we went to, where was it we went a couple weeks ago? See, here. We were here, and I think they had like 600 tires. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that opened up next the next round of questioning. So <coughs> what is what has been tire development? Was there a tire already sort of uh, targeted in terms of something similar that they ran maybe at Indy or, or something they've done in endurance racing before. Yeah. How did you develop this tire? <laughs> well, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's wider. Mm -hmm. And so when we started this thing, it was just going to be on the standard NASCAR tire. And we were like, man, we need to, we got to continue to up the performance, right? So we, we got to work, worked with BBS on a wider wheel. 
And NASCAR came, uh, Goodyear came back with an inch and a half wider rear tire. They had right. to make a tire. A whole new tire. Yeah. And a whole new Which rear tire and easy. a whole new front tire. Not so yeah. they changed the carcass shape. They changed the sidewall construction. So they've done an awful lot to, to, to get this tire where it is right now. It, We're pretty pleased with it. And a new rain tire. So, so you, they, have to build the, they have to build a rain tire just in case. Yeah. Right. And so this is a one-off, one-spec tire. Indeed. That they have created. Yep. My goodness. So we'll how, many, <laughs> how many of those? I mean, they've got to ship all these overseas. Yeah. I mean, how many tires do you think you even know? I don't even know right that? now. We haven't gotten to that My point. My goodness. You know, our runtime is going to vary a little bit. Uh, I think we're probably going to be in the 50-minute range uh, for runtime. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a little bit longer. So you'll probably get more stints out of your tires, maybe. Yeah. So uh, you're, I know you're having – you'll take a backup car. Right, this and one, so this one. there'll be a physical car there, but what uh, as far as components? I like think that's where Jimmy got four. So we're gonna have another rear clip, another front clip, uh, bolt on ready, ready to rock and roll. Well, some at different stages depending yeah. upon what we're gonna need. Complete body work setup. Uh, we'll have two additional complete body panels minus greenhouse. Mm-hmm. We get to the greenhouse, we probably don't need to worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, just be straight, right? For sure. Um, so we've we've got a lot of components, and and it's it's that stuff, and and it's real in the world. We yeah. all know this from a manufacturing standpoint. Getting components and uh, components manufactured right now is a challenge, especially low bits. Like if you're only doing one or twos, like a lot of companies move those priorities down. So if you're doing 500, people are like, yeah, let's get it built, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to kind of get this whole thing fit in because this has been truly a passion project as opposed to a manufacturing project. So a lot of one-offs, a lot of, okay, we need to go run the upright, make sure it works. Okay, now we'll make more. Um, the dampers. Dampers are brand new um, one-offs, right? So like, okay, let's run the dampers, make sure they can handle the loads. All right, now let's get sets, spares, twos, and threes, right? So all of this stuff takes time. Why did you have to make new dampers? Why were the dampers? These are lighter, and they yeah. were able to run bump stops and different You're able things to like do that. more. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let me tell you something. I was on the back straightaway here watching this car go through the back straightaway chicane, the Lamar chicane back there, and it's nuts how fast it goes through there. It's nuts. It was going through there almost as fast as the Corvette GT3 car yeah. when it was here. I don't know if I can say that. Can I say that? Jimmy. <laughs> I just leaked it. How's that? And it wasn't quite as fast, but it's so big, and it goes through there so well. I, I've never seen a cup car transition through that sequence of turns as well as what this did. Yeah. When I'm watching the race, um, what am I tr- – what – like <clears> – <throat> That's the Thunderbirds flying it over is. for those folks I, that don't I wonder know. who's in there. I know Jimmy went for a ride. Noah went for a ride yesterday, but I'm sure they got somebody <laughs> strapped in there. One of the cup, Hopefully they've got a cup driver strapped in there. <laughs> um, when I'm watching the race, right, I, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see the car out there. I'm going to be thrilled to see how, you know, how, how, uh, how it gets to the finish line. I know that's going to be sort of like uh, the, the one thing that, is the, a bit of an anxiety uh, yeah. for everyone as the race go, goes on. What are um, what are some of the things I guess uh, that you might try to pick up on that as I'm watching the race I could pay attention to? Um, where do you hope the performance lines up with? What are the class do you think would be yeah. okay? We're we're pretty competitive <laughs> with this car. This is a good thing. Yeah, it's it's the GT class over there is really pretty diverse. Um, got a lot of manufacturers, a lot of different levels, and we're, we're targeting a, a lap time that's going to be 
not as fast as the fastest guys. That's just truly unrealistic. Um, but we want to try to be in the mix of this thing. And, you know, the and I don't want to say an OEM, but, you know, some are, are faster than others. Let's just yeah, be honest, sure. right? And as the race gets going and you get all these cars on the racetrack, there's a lap time that we'd like to try to be in, and that's around just under four minutes a lap. Just under four. Yeah. So if we can... If we can get in that range, I think we're all going to be pretty pleased in, in race trim throughout the meet of it. And that's what a lot of the guys run it in the normal race over there Do you, in this class. Does have In the testing that you've done, have you been happy with tire degradation and, and how that's... We're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. We've got... Uh, such, a heavy, such a big car, heavy car. It's yeah. going to beat the tire up a little bit more maybe. It does for sure. But we're, we've worked really hard. It's got traction control, right? So mm -hmm. we're, we're working through all of that. Um, the tire itself, we've got a really important test coming in uh, next month, middle, early next month with uh, the... <laughs> that one's, that one's really having a good time. <laughs> um, with the uh, 002 car, um, where we're really going to hone in on the tire. Yeah. Uh, because it's a little bit more representative of what we're actually going to be racing at Le Mans, because here, when you test, you've got so much load going through the corners, right? Just the vertical load yeah. and lateral loading. It's not indicative of what you're going to have. So the margins that you put in from a safety standpoint at this track aren't what you're going to need to do over there. Uh, same with Sebring. Um, Sebring is just so bumpy and so rough. You just abuse the car and abuse the tire so much. It's not really indicative of what we're going to have over there. So the Coda test is really where we're going to kind of get honed in on there. Listen, I can't imagine you preparing this project <clears throat> and also cars to you know sit on the front row for the Daytona 500. I mean, talk about multitasking. That is an <laughs> impressive feat. Congratulations on all that. Thanks. Okay, I know you got to get out of here soon, but... Just go ahead and tell us what we can expect tomorrow from the Hendrick camp. We're really excited. Uh, our cars performed well in the one uh, qualifying races. You know, the 48, he got, you know, his car was really super trimmed out. He got a couple good shots, and he was like, ah, I think I'm just going to make sure we start this race He's with this out. car. Right. But he looked really good yesterday in practice, so I was really excited about the 48. The 5 and the 9 looked great. The 24 looked really good. I feel like, uh, you know, we missed it on the pit cycle uh, with the 24 in the qualifying mm -hmm. race. If we hadn't done that, he would have been in position to win that race. He was right in the mix of it. So we made some maybe wrong calls on, on how we pitted there. But I think our car's going to be pretty good. And you know as well as anybody, this race, it turns into an endurance race most mm -hmm. of the time. You know, who can make it? Who's got the longevity? Who can have a good car at the end of the race that's capable of going fast? You know, if you get to the end of this thing and you've got all four corners on it and everything's lined up straight, you got a shot. Uh, because there's so many cars that are going to be beaten up and banged up and torn up. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the reality is we usually finish this race with about 20 cars. Yeah. And, and not all of those are in great shape. Yeah, so. the Daytona 500 is the longest 500-mile race they'll run this year. <laughs> it's so yeah. tough. It is so hard. It is. Well, man, we appreciate you coming by yeah, and talking to, to us here. a little bit. We're so excited about Garage 56. Thanks yeah. for giving us some insight and what to look forward to. Good luck this weekend. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, sir. In the Daytona 500, and uh, we hope you put a Chevrolet in Victor Lane. All right, man. Thank you, you sir. Check and out, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah, man. See you, pal. Take care. All right. <clears throat> I feel like we just got a master's class in Garage 56. I'll yeah. tell you what. Um, what do you think? Uh, before, but we're going to have a, a Q&A real quick uh, in, in a second, but what do you think about all that? Well, I think, it, you know, it, it, we got some questions answered. I'm sure if I sat here for another couple of hours, I'd think of some more things that I'd want to know about the, the car and the experience. And, um, you know, it is it, – what I guess I learned, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's it's – it's kind of an old throwback vibe about 
doing something because you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there's an opportunity at Le Mans to to take an experience or to have you know they have this uh, this this one one available open for an idea uh, and we've seen that before at Le Mans where 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 cars have shown up and they're just one-off experiences that are unique. Uh, so uh, Chevrolet stepped in and said, "We'd like to." have that op you know we'd like to take that opening we're going to bring something yeah. we're going to bring a cool experience over there and try try something that has never been tried before that's not entirely true uh cup cars have raced at Le Mans before that's right nascar's had a presence bill france back in the 70s uh took some people over herschel mcgriff certainly 1976. Yeah. certainly not to to this extent i nope. mean those were true full-blown cup cars with a couple uh headlights taped on um but uh so this will be <laughs> you know, I, I think no better time than now with, with, with how the next-gen cars came into NASCAR, how much development, engineering, tech, technology that's bolted into that car. This is a perfect time for us to get snuggle up a little bit closer to that endurance, <laughs> that endurance racing. That's right. Um, which but I think is incredibly fascinating. I'm just looking forward to it. Can't wait to turn the t TV on and lock in for 24 hours and see how they do. Listen, this was Jim France's idea. And when I grilled everybody around, like, was this really Jim France's idea? It was Jim France's idea. This is coming straight from NASCAR from the top. And then they go get the best manufacturer to go lead the charge. They go with Hendrick Motorsports to go build these things. They get Goodyear involved. They get all the people, everybody that's involved in this to go do this right. Here comes an air raid. So... With, with all these titans in the industry all collaborating on this, man, it is exciting to watch. I can't wait. This is, this is, uh, this is, yeah. this is, this is racing at its core. Man and machine, like you said, yeah. the test of man and machine. So. They will be tested. I they mean, will. Is what, even, what, even with all of the preparation that we're hearing about, the, 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 the various versions of the car, the improvements, the gains, the track time, there will still be a lot of questions unanswered when that race begins, and it will be a true experience for this team trying to get through that race. Well, best of luck to them. Listen, um, a couple uh, real quick notes. We're going to put this podcast out today, so uh, anybody uh, for the Dale Jr. download feed, you can find this, uh, this uh, live Dale Jr. download from Daytona from the Chevrolet Experience Center on that, also on our YouTube page. I always like to end these live shows with a little bit of Q&A if there's anybody. We have an audience here, uh, audience about 20, 30 people. And if there's anybody that just uh, has always had something they want to ask Dell, by all means, here you go. Here we go. We've got the band right here. Uh, go ahead. And I can repeat it if, if, if we can't hear. Oh. So there, when, when tennis goes to Wimbledon, they say there's breakfast at Wimbledon. If we provide the croissants and the champagne, would you – Mike and Dale and Bill <laughs> Jr. Download, come with us to the Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm there. You don't have to watch on TV. <laughs> Let's do the show in the garage area or in our Chevrolet uh, GM uh, area hospitality and, and come with us on this journey. That'd be a delight. That'd be, I'm there. Yeah, let's go. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> That'd be, is, is, That'd be is fantastic. This on, is this on IMSA's bill? So, so, yeah, let me say for our audience at home. Um, <laughs> Mike's like, who's paying for let, let's, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, We've just been invited to go to Le Mans. Just, do you want – is this on IMSA's bill? Is this how this works? Or is it, are we going to send an invoice to Chevrolet? 
Hey, we can do that. No. <laughs> on the all oh, right, garage fifty six. Well, let Chad, Chad Ganowska pay for it. So listen, yeah, that would be amazing. Listen, the the scrutineer. What's it called? Scru- scrutineering. Scrutineering. Do y'all need some help? We can scrutineer. I, I, can I took two years. Well, it was it was the same class back to back, but <laughs> I finally we, passed it. We speak French, yeah. I, could, I know croissant. Uh, yeah, I can count to twenty, maybe. In French? Yeah, I can count to twelve. But I, I, yeah, I can. I, I need to hear, dude. I'm not gonna do, do it. Do it right no. now? No. I probably will get it so bad, but <laughs> I can. I took French in high school. So I might, you know, some things may make sense. You went to 17 different high schools. I mean, like, I can't even uh, imagine you. Come on, Mike. <laughs> what, an, what, a, what, a, what an incredible um, gesture. And I, I, as a, growing up as a race fan all my life, the idea of going to Lamar has been on my bucket list. And um, I've, I'm, I've wanted to go so badly. And uh, Ron Fellows, uh, a driver for the Corvette program for years and an incredibly great friend of mine, just an incredible great person, has invited me and asked me to go, and we couldn't never really get it lined up. And I'm just like, one of these days I'm going to get there because it is, to me, uh, one of the most important motorsports events uh, in, in our history, uh, right, in the world. So uh, we would love to go. So we gotta, we're going to we're gonna. We're going. Well, I should have asked this at the beginning. When is the Lamar race? <laughs> uh, like, we need to know. I, I've got. We've got wives. We've got to go run our schedule there. by. We got hey. to get permission yeah. and hall passes. When is this? June tenth and June eleventh. Right. Starts June tenth and June eleventh. Okay. Okay. We're going. We're going. Yeah. All right. We're going, guys. That is a, I, think, I think that's it. We're going to Lamont. Let's do that. Right. Look at my production crew. Let's They're being like, hey, you know, you're going to need some help. We need to help. do more Q&As, Mike. Yeah, we do. This one's starting off Forget good. Chad and Jimmy. Why did we even bring those fools in here? We should have just started there. All right. Thank you. Um, okay. Is there anything else in here? Anybody? Try to top it if you want. No one else know. is going to ask a yeah. question. No. Hey, yeah. Who else wants to invite us to cool places? Anybody? No? Todd, nothing? No, okay. He says no. Okay. Well, let's end on that. Yeah, no kidding. Um, man, what an amazing deal. Cool. I, I uh, you know, I'd love to be there in person to see the car. And, and again, we, you know, <clears throat> talking to the scrutineering, uh, going into Lamar, the town, and seeing uh, how how they do racing, right? How they how they how Lamar happens. Yeah. Um, will be an incredible experience firsthand. Uh, and something that you know, every we tell people all the time, man, you got to go to the Daytona 500. You got to go to the, you got to go to the Indy 500. You know, you, if you're a motorsports fan, these key events you have to experience at some point in your life. And so, how about that, man? We might get, we're going to get a chance to actually go do it. Think about this. We started the year, Dale and I, talking about entering the 24 Hours of Lemons. Yeah. Right. Do y'all know about this race, the yeah. the lemons race, where you only pay like five hundred bucks. That's for still a that's still still thing. Still a thing. We may hit lemons and Lamar all in the same, same year. year. Gosh, Almighty! That, that's that's uh yeah that's the that's the crown right there. It's the crown. There's Daytona five hundred, lemons and Lamar, right? Indy five hundred. Maybe maybe we do that. Well, thank you guys. Listen, thank you to Chevrolet for having us do this again. We did it in twenty twenty. It was a blast. 
We're back here in 2023 at the Chevrolet Experience Center. Man, I tell you what, nothing beats it. Uh, we're at the World Center Racing, and we're here with Chevrolet. Uh, these are the, this is what it's all about right here. So I hope our listeners enjoy this, uh, learn something about it, uh, and, and be ready to ask us more questions. And um, we'll see you at Le Mans, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.